Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. If I stuck with it and if I was in the mindset that I am now, I'm pretty sure that that business would be resulting in me owning a lot more than just four units. Welcome, my friend, to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. And before we get into the show in today's episode, which I know you'll get a lot of value from because we're, we stay out of all the fluffy stuff and we get straight into the good stuff of real estate investing advice, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, and that's Patch of Land. Uh, they are making this show possible and they're making tons of flipping projects possible all across the country. If you don't know about Patch of Land, then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping uh, because they have all the money available right now. Um, once you get approved for your your deal and yourself as a sponsor or a borrower, um, you're going to be funded by them. And then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform. So you don't have to worry about all that. They'll take care of the, the money and the funding for you. You just have to worry about making sure your project's, project's a success. Uh, they've got something really cool for you. So um, if you are just learning about crowdfunding, uh, they've come up with a guide. It's called the Top 10 Crowdfunding Questions Guide. And they're all the, the questions that you might be asking yourself. And they're all the answers. They don't leave you hanging. They've got answers too. All the answers to those, those 10 crowdfunding questions. So you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Uh, and if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, I'd check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Best ever listeners, how you doing? I'm Joe Fairless and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. And this is a show where we interview all the real estate investing all-stars from Barbara Corcoran to Robert Kiyosaki, and we get straight to what is their best advice ever. And today, we've got with us Manolis Sfinalakis. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? You know, it was it was close enough. It, it's a Sfinalakis. <laughs> Sfinalakis. You know what? I tried three or four times before we started talking, and I... When you said the boom shakalakas, that I, I should have I should have went with that because I think that really uh, sounds the closest to it. So next time I know kind of what to lead with. Sure, no problem at all. 
Well, Manolis is actually the founder of Reality Crowd TV, and he's based in Hartford, Connecticut. He does community management for real estate companies. Uh, one of them is close to my heart. It's Patch of Land, one of my favorite real estate investing companies out there, a crowdfunding platform. And he owns a four-unit rental property in New Britain, Connecticut. He bought that with no money down, and he financed 100% of the purchase. So our conversation today is going to be focused more around creative financing and getting into deals with not as much of your money as other people's money. Uh, He's also a former realtor, and you can say hi to him at his website, realtycrowdtv.com. Is that the right website? Yep, uh, realitycrowdtv.com. Realitycrowdtv.com. So, Manolis, can you give the best ever listeners... Oh, you know what we forgot to do? We forgot to do your interesting fact. What would you say is an interesting fact about you that's non-real estate related? Well, I consider myself a handsome gentleman, but (laughs) back in high school, I certainly wasn't uh, in my best shape, but I ended up winning prom king my senior year uh, in my high school prom. Oh, wow. You still got the picture? I still got the picture, and I still wear the crown from time to time. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe even wear the letter jacket every now and then too. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I was uh, I was doing Fonzie impersonations back then as well. So, <laughs> well, in in addition to reliving your high school days and doing Fonzie impressions, what have you been up to recently, and what are you focused on? Sure. So, as you mentioned in the intro, you know, creative anything, but I guess for for your listeners, it, it makes sense to say creative uh, financing, but trying to be on the cutting edge of the next trend, the, the next financing trend, the next marketing trends. Uh, a lot of what I do currently for my, uh, for my company, as you mentioned, is online media community management, but it's also very heavily focused on creative financing through the crowdfunding process, and I'm also very interested in uh, creative financing in more traditional ways. So, you know, if, if I had to if I had to say what one thing that I love to keep abreast on is just being very creative and challenging the status quo as to how things have, have been traditionally done. Okay. So can you give, let's get into some specifics. What you want to go talk about that four unit rental property that you did with no money down? Sure. So at the time when I did this, uh, when I did this deal, this was back in 2009, shortly after the, the major crash and not soon far later than that. I was working as an accountant, believe it or not, and so I, I did have the traditional uh, profile of, of a you know good credit risk, good credit, steady job, and so in this particular creative uh, endeavor, I would not have been able to use it had I not had good credit. So it's creative for those of us who have the profile to actually get the loan, but ultimately I did a lot of research and I came across this Connecticut program. It's a CHFA loan, CHAFA loan, whereby not only would they consider uh, financing the total purchase price, but they even considered financing the the actual closing costs and down payment. And so with $1,000 that I put down uh, for an appraisal and for an inspection, I was able to purchase a four-unit rental property that when fully rented uh, generates about $800 a month in positive cash flow. Is that loan specific to Connecticut and where'd you come across the loan? You know, it's actually, um, it's actually 
probably a state-specific thing. I'd, I'd imagine that New York or Cincinnati or, or every state in the nation would have a very similar program. It's a segment of FHA, and as we know, FHA has been the lifeblood of, of many people's home purchases and, and the real estate market in general. But if, if you look within FHA, they have even additional programs, and if you have your personal wealth and assets that are not very liquid, then these programs do not force you to liquefy your assets. And that's why I was able to qualify for a no money down program with them because I had assets that normally would not allow me to qualify for such a program, but because I had them in illiquid situations, they did not force me to liquidate them to put down any down payments. So basically they're looking at your balance sheet, seeing that some of your assets are not liquid, but giving you credit for it without you actually having to put them in the deal. Correct. So so they had they had a certain limit, and I'm forgetting what uh, what that limit was, but they ultimately looked at what your liquid assets were, and if they were below $5,000 in liquid assets, then you wouldn't have to put anything else into the deal. They would make you do a down payment assistance program where it wouldn't cost you anything. And so I knew about the program. I shifted my assets accordingly so that when the time came, I didn't have to take anything out of my pocket. And so I I just followed the guidelines. And when the time came, I was able to get that, my first property and my only property at this point for for the the, uh, no money down. Where were your assets? So they were a liquid, but you're able to count them towards us. So I had certain assets in gold, which technically could be liquid, but in in this scenario, they didn't count it as such. So I had it in gold at the time. I had certain investments in startups as well, like other companies in the area. I would, you know, make a loan on a a real estate deal, or I would loan my friend uh, an interest-bearing note for whatever his business was. So these assets were short-term in nature. You know, within a year, I was hoping to get the the funding back because I trusted the people who were doing either the the real estate deal or the business. And so, as when I told them that, they they knew that that's not a very liquid asset. So I really did shift some of my assets around for this. Do you remember what CHAFA stands for? I believe it stands for the Connecticut Housing Finance Authority. So that would be specific to Connecticut for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> what would you Google? Or how would you approach it if you were in another state? What's the first way that you would go about trying to research this type of loan in another state? So I would type in the name of the state, and then I would type in uh, down payment assistance program. And so I think that'd be the best way to Google it. It would be like Cincinnati down payment assistance program or New York down payment assistance programs. And they would probably come up with some sort of program very similar to what Connecticut had. What's the approval process? Is it kind of arduous with it being a government loan? You know, the property, of course, has to be in good shape where they would actually loan on it. So this isn't for like a gut rehab. So, you know, if, if it's a cash flowing property, they did require to be an owner occupant for a certain mm-hmm. years. For the first how many years? I actually would have to research that again, but I believe it was for at least the first two to five years. Oh, wow. Okay. But it could, it could be a two to four unit. You just have to be living in it, right? Correct. It could be up to four units and then you just have to be living in it. The interesting piece is, is that when I was going into this, 
people were telling me they'll never check on you to see if you're if you're actually living there. Lo and behold, six months later, they actually came and checked to see if I was living there. <laughs> Thank God I wasn't trying to be fraudulent. Yeah. Because, you know, in this particular program, they were very diligent. They actually came in unannounced and they came to look. And I was there, so there was no issues with it. And they've never come back since. But I, I believe the, the time has expired at this point as far as how long I needed to stay. When they came to make sure that you were living there, what did they do exactly? What were they looking for? Like, did they have a checklist and were they just, or were they asking you certain questions? What was going on? Yeah, they, they had a checklist. They wanted to see some of my mail. So they wanted to see my address and my name on there. And, and they ultimately just wanted to see like visually proof that someone did live here, that someone was the person who, who took the loan out and that individual was actually receiving mail. Those were the three major criteria. And it probably lasted no longer than five to 15 minutes. And after it was done, you know, he, uh, he must have just sent his report off to whoever asked for it. And there was never another check after that. What made you do the research for a down payment assistance program? Because I don't think that's something that is typical for people to, to search for on their first house. So, you know, what's, what's funny is, and even though I look back and I said I've spent a ton of money on, this, on these uh, real estate classes, and, and I'm not sure if it, you know, in hindsight, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if it was worth it, but I had, a, I had purchased a series of courses from Rich Dad Education. I put approximately $20,000 into my education so that I can really, you know, understand the industry. And one of the heaviest classes that I had was in creative financing. And so I just got it into my head that, you know, how can I find a way to leverage my steady and secure job that I have at the moment and get into a deal with little or no money down? And, you know, I I came into it skeptical because the Great Recession had just happened. So I thought, there's you know, easy money is gone. But as I looked into it, I ended up finding these programs that even after this Great Recession, they still allowed me to get 100% down. So I, I would say it had to have been through the classes that I took that um, really gave me the confidence to, number one, you know, decide to buy a rental property, and then number two, actually find a program through this uh, 0% down. And I imagine you can only have one of those types of loans at a time, right? That is correct because you know the two things come about. Obviously, if you have two within a year, that means you're living in two places and they wouldn't let you do that. Yep. But I, I agree. These are, these are likely, you know, only having one of these loans in place at a time. So now let's pretend you're in the market for your next property. Since you can't get that loan, how are you going to finance it? So here is the interesting piece of, uh, of what I'm doing now. You know, Patch of Land is a real estate crowdfunding platform. For the borrower, they operate very similarly to a hard money lender, but the beauty of their platform is that they almost have a, an unlimited source of funds because once they fund a, a real estate developer's property, that developer goes off, you know, fixes their property, and then they immediately crowdfund the loan that they just made to the developer to their database of accredited investors. So, you know, with what I've seen through them, what I've been trying to determine for myself is how do I get the 20% down that a crowdfunding platform requires for the most part and then utilize their financing as the remaining 80%. 
And one thing that I've been doing with just touring the country in, in certain cases, I went to Minnesota at a National Real Estate Investor Association meeting where all the RIAs from across the U.S. were in Minnesota this last month. And one individual RIA was actually advocating this at their meetup. They had created a legal structure whereby it would be led by a lead investor with real estate experience who would also be on the hook as the guarantor. And he wouldn't have to put any of his own money down because he was going to collect funds from unaccredited investors and other real estate investors for that 20%. So if you're with me so far, the LLC would be the vehicle that's led by a lead real estate investor and maybe 10 other people who did not have the experience to get a loan themselves, but did have the money, would contribute towards the 20% down, which would happen before the property was purchased and identified. Then, with that LLC that owns the 20%, they would go together and identify a property. They would go through the due diligence process of Patch of Land or another crowdfunding platform. And if Patch of Land approved, now you have an LLC that has been funded that is backed by an experienced lead investor who didn't have to take any money out of his pocket, but is allowing these unaccredited investors or these inexperienced real estate investors to actually gain experience by being part of the deal. And so for my next deal, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to find a way to extrapolate that legal structure that this gentleman has done, create it for the Connecticut market, team up with a few experienced real estate investors that I know in Connecticut, and ultimately try to do the same thing. I understand the structure where I believe I understand it. Let me summarize it where you've got a lead investor. They don't put in any money, but they've got the balance sheet that lenders like and the experience. And then they bring in other people who have money and then they collectively have 20% of whatever is needed for the down payment. Then you go fund it through a crowdfunding platform like Patch of Land and you have the investors who are investing just a little bit, they're able to get the experience of it, even though they wouldn't be able to do it on their own. Is that right, first off? Yes, you're absolutely right on that. Okay. So then how do you replicate that for a primary residence, though? So for a primary residence, yeah, that's the, that's different. If someone's trying to, to purchase a home for a primary residence, then you know, and that wouldn't be an immediate investment property, in other words, then, yeah, you wouldn't be using that. You wouldn't be using a crowdfunding platform for that unless I, if I were to think I might come up with a creative way to do that. But, yeah, I mean, for a primary residence, if you wanted to get no money down financing and I wanted to buy a second property there, then I guess the way that I'd have to go about doing that is finding a seller who owned the property outright and wanted to ultimately sell me the property through seller financing. Or maybe, maybe the seller doesn't necessarily need to own the property outright, but I can, uh, I can do a wrap mortgage or a loan assumption or a subject to deal. So there are ways that I can go about doing this. And the only reason why I'm not at this point is because my other business is generating enough uh, revenues to keep me busy right now. But technically, if I were to go out and do this again, I would look for those type of transactions, whether it's seller financing, wrap mortgages, subject to, or loan assumption. Best ever listeners, if you want to go through and just search on my site, any of those terms, we've had episodes on each of those terms. 
Now, let's go back to what you were mentioning earlier about what you would do for an investment property. So you would essentially find someone who doesn't put any money in the deal, but has a balance sheet and can get approved and then raise money within an LLC from other investors. And then you all collectively go in and what, you flip the house and then just keep rinse and repeating that? Essentially, that's how it would work. I mean, but also it also depends as well on what the end goal is. Maybe it's a property that needs renovation, but the end goal is to actually buy and hold it for a while. So then we would obviously utilize the hard money lending source of patch of land, and then we would actually refinance out of the property potentially after the term of the loan with patch of land is due. Uh, instead of selling it, we could refinance traditionally through that model. Another option, of course, could be a longer-term loan. What's recently happened with Patch of Land is that uh, since they've had uh, some recent capital infusion via their uh, Series A round with the venture capitalists, they've raised $24 million in the last couple months. And what they're doing now is they're actually offering commercial loans for longer terms than their traditional you know, 18-month uh, maximum loans for residential. Now they're going up to five years, and I wouldn't be surprised if they potentially go even higher than that. So there's a lot of different options you could take in this, but I guess it ultimately ends where it begins. What is the exit strategy? Yep. And depending on that, you have options. Wow, very creative. And we have definitely delivered on what we, were, what we said earlier as far as creative financing. And by we, I mean totally you, not me. <laughs> well, you know what? You bring the best out of people, Joe. Oh, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure, I'm ready for it. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it. Now it's time for you to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor today, Patch of Land, they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com forward slash best ever. All right, Manolis, best ever book you've read? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I interviewed Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad on the show, so you can go check out his episode. I think it's 245, but if you want to be sure, just Google Robert Kiyosaki, Joe Fairless, and you can listen to him. Best ever personal growth experience, and what'd you learn from it? I would say jumping in and being completely uh, all in on this recent business that I'm in, Reality Crowd TV. Conquering the fear of financial ruin when you're starting a business initially is is the key to success in many cases because when you're so inundated with no money coming in and potentially debt financing your business for a while, if you have the fear of financial ruin, then you're going to run to a safe and secure job as quick as possible. If you're able to conquer that fear and basically tell yourself that no matter what happens, I'm going to do this until it's successful, then that experience just eliminates so much fear in your life and that's been one of the best growth experiences of my life and really quickly what's the number one key to conquering that fear it's really understanding what the worst that can happen is if the worst that can happen is bankruptcy then so be it you're still alive you're still healthy you don't want to be financially ruined in that capacity but people bounce back from bankruptcy all the time so if, if you know what the worst that can happen is and you're willing to go the distance then don't let it be a fear anymore. Best ever deal you've done? 
building a relationship with Patch of Land, the real estate crowdfunding platform. I've been working with them since uh, June of 2014, and I can see exponential growth opportunities for my own personal real estate business in, in the future as well. And as you know, I've I love their team as well, and I've just been really grateful and fortunate to be part of their, uh, at least be a, uh, a sponsor or have them as a sponsor of the show and uh, get to know the team and have them be on the show many times. And I imagine you're going to be hearing some sponsor ads on this episode too from Patch of Land. So this is a total Patch of Land infused episode. Excellent. Best ever way you like to give back? Well, I currently run a portion of my business called the Virtual Incubator. I'm trying to make the take the concept of a traditional business incubation and make it a virtual experience. And there is no revenue model at present. That's not even going to be considered in the near future. I created this community for people to ask questions about the online method of financing uh, known as crowdfunding. And every day I probably dedicate two hours of my time just asking people questions for free who normally cannot afford someone to help them professionally and I just I just offer myself for free for for two hours a day usually where is that that is on my website which it's it's not a very conducive thing to say but it's incubator.realitycrowdtv.com <laughs> you, you need to go to GoDaddy and get a, a much shorter redirect right I did just purchase vicn.org there you go I plan to do that shortly <laughs> What would you say is the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far? I would say giving up too soon. Back in 2010, I was running a property management and leasing company as a realtor. And, you know, that's part of the reason why I came to the conclusion about the fear of financial ruin. I was running a good business. I was I probably had about 100 apartments that I was that, that I had as inventory to rent every month. I was renting about 15 units a month. And the biggest mistake I made was twofold, not being good with my money as a young guy because it was all cash and I was just having a good time with it. But number two, when times got tough in the winter in the Northeast, I was getting close to that fear of financial ruin and I ultimately ended up leaving to go to a safe and secure job. So if I stuck with it and if I was in the mindset that I am now, I'm pretty sure that that business would be resulting in me owning a lot more than just four units. What would you say is the best ever place to reach you? Best ever place to reach me would be on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn, but you can also call me anytime. Uh, may I uh, offer my phone number? Give the digits, yeah. Excellent. 203-232-2462. Call him all hours of the night. He'll always answer. Consider me what Lindsey Graham is to Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Manolis, thank you for being on the show, and I'm glad. We, we know each other through Patch of Land, and I'm just really glad that we got connected, and Reality Crowd TV is rocking and rolling. Thank you for sharing the insight on the loan, the C-H-A-F-A loan, uh, which is specific to Connecticut because C stands for Connecticut in this acronym, but the larger point for anybody, regardless of where you live, is to do a search for, as you said, would you say down payment assistance programs and whenever you're doing that search look to see what types of programs your state has available and see if you can get something where similar to Manolis he didn't put any money into the property that he's moving into it makes him 800 bucks a month because it's a, a triplex and 
then if that doesn't work, then there's a lot of other options that you mentioned. Seller financing, wrap mortgages, loan assumption, subject to deals. So a whole lot of different ways to get into properties that you want to live in, but then also rent out. So those two to four units um, and the, the seller financing and loan assumptions, wrap mortgages and subject to that could even be more, more than four units. It's just whenever you do the traditional financing, that needs to be less than five units. So thanks again for being on the show, sharing your advice, and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, Joe. Thank you for having me and keep up the amazing work you do. Thanks, Manolis.